Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Ignite, a Women in Funds podcast production. I'm your hostess, Nancy Velakis, principal of Ankrum IRBD, a boutique placement agency and outsourced investor relations and marketing firm for private funds and service providers. My guest today is Isatu Smith, a managing director at Eisner Emperor Governance in the Cayman Islands. Isatu used to work as a senior analyst at the Cayman Islands Monetary Authority, or SEMA, so she's the perfect person to help us unpack Cayman regulations for private funds. Welcome, Isatu, and thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Nancy. So let's dive right in. Given the regulatory changes we've seen for private offshore feeder funds in Cayman in recent years, and the reality is that a lot of private fund managers in America are still confused about those changes, what one or two things stick out as being most important for fund managers to keep in mind? You're certainly correct. The regulatory landscape continues to evolve for funds all over the world, and especially here in Cayman. Two of the most prominent items would be, to me, changes to the anti-money laundering and compliance regime and also the economic substance requirements. While it had always been required for the fund administrator to be conducting the AML for the fund, in recent years, you might have known that it has since changed that you have to have three individually appointed AML officers to these positions. What is interesting is that not all fund administrators actually provide these services. So while they may be providing the fund administration, they do not actually have individually appointed AML officers for the funds. So the fund manager would then need to ensure that they have separately appointed AML officers fulfilling the role, as this is a part of the legal requirement now here in Cayman. As I mentioned, another change would also be the economic substance requirements, which actually comes down to a few key elements, including whether the entity is a relevant entity and if it's conducting a relevant activity here in Cayman. If so, then they would have to meet the economic substance test. Currently, funds are not in scope for economic substance, but fund management is in fact in scope. So tell us a little bit more about economic substance considerations and requirements for private fund managers. Right. So as I mentioned, fund management is in scope for economic substance. And as a result, you would have to comply with the economic substance test. So you satisfy that test by meeting three requirements. The first one would be conducting core income generating activities in relation to fund management that has to be done here in the islands. Then you also have to ensure that the entity is directed and managed in an appropriate manner here in the islands in relation to that relevant activity. So what that means is that you have to have the majority of your board of directors for the fund manager based here in Cayman which would mean either having employees from the investment manager base here in Cayman or appointing independent directors to that role. The, the third point is having regard to the level of relevant income, the relevant activity that is carried out here in the islands. So having regard to that relevant income, you'd have to have a certain amount of operating expenditure incurred in the islands. You have to have adequate physical presence here in the islands and also an adequate number of full-time employees or other personnel here in the islands to fulfill that role. So I talked a bit about conducting uh, core income generating activity, but I just wanted to point out what those four 
requirements under the legislation are for fund management. So the first one would be taking decisions on the holding and the selling of investments, calculating risk and reserves, taking decisions on currency or interest fluctuations and hedging positions, and also preparing reports or returns to investors or to the Cayman Islands Monetary Authority. Now, these four requirements would be the core income generating activities for fund managers under the economic substance requirements. But what does that mean for fund managers, say, in New York, who are making investment decisions out of New York often enough or have classically done so? So what it means is that that still can happen. What it also means is that if your fund manager is based here in Cayman and you're managing securities under the Securities Investment Business Act, then you would then have to meet those requirements. So if you are in scope for fund management here in Cayman, you have to ensure that you have adequate personnel with the qualifications that are appropriately able to provide those four core activities that I discussed earlier. And the main one is the taking of decisions on the holding and the selling of the investments here on the island. Okay. And given that you previously worked for SEMA, what takeaways do you have from that experience that inform your compliance and governance client work? So having worked at SEMA and having been involved in a lot of the legislation and framework that is still around today has been extremely instrumental in my current role for compliance and governance and even my oversight fiduciary roles and where I act as independent director. As you can imagine, being involved in the framework provides tremendous insight to the intent of the legislation surrounding the functions that we carry out on a daily basis. It is also not a bad thing to be able to pick up the phone to speak to a former colleague if you have a query or a question that you can assist a client with that they are otherwise not able to get rectified. Mm, that must be key in some instances. And what common misconceptions about establishing and maintaining offshore feeder funds in Cayman do you come across most frequently? So some of the common misconceptions are that Cayman is becoming an over-regulated jurisdiction it's costly and it's also administratively burdensome to set up and maintain funds here in Cayman. Now, while there has been increases in costs and increases in um, regulation, what I think it has done, it, it has strengthened the jurisdiction and the ability uh, to attract key quality service providers here on island to be able to provide services to those funds. So once you have the fund structure set up in the beginning, there then is not much of an administrative burden going forward because you have key service providers in place who are the right fit for your fund and the right fit for the manager. And all of these service providers work together hand in hand with the board of directors to ensure that the fund is functioning properly and is meeting its requirements under the various legislations. And all of these service providers are already quite familiar with the Cayman legislation, are readily able to provide those services to offshore funds. What types of funds are you best positioned to serve from Cayman? So we are positioned very well to serve all types of funds. Um, we have a vast um, depth of, of experience and expertise here at Eisner Amper. We work with emerging managers. We work with large, well-established managers with um, billions of assets under management. And we also pride ourselves in being able to provide services to the emerging managers who may not 
have yet set up a fund here in Cayman, but because we have the background and we have the SEMA uh, background to be able to assist those managers, we're able to carry out a bit of um, in-depth assistance with these emerging managers in the beginning to give them some guidance as to how they can set up and structure their fund. So as and when they speak to the initial council to have the structure started, they're right, very aware as to what their options are and they're able to um, have that dialogue with the legal counsel to be able to set up the fund in a way that best fits them. Okay, that's great. So they can get things set up the correct way in the beginning and as they grow, it's already established. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your team in Cayman to close things out. So our team here in Cayman, um, are, we're all very widely qualified and we do that in a way to ensure that we can provide diversity among our boards of the entities that we sit on. So we have individuals that are certified anti-money laundering specialists, individuals that are chartered accountants, CPAs, individuals that have legal backgrounds and like myself have corporate and, and, and governance background. So we are uh, quite diversified in terms of our years of um, experience and our qualifications and our staff have over 20 years of experience in investment funds. So we do pride ourselves on having a very strong and qualified team in Cayman here to provide a variety of services to our clients. Thanks so much for taking the time today to share your knowledge with us, Isa, too. Thank you for having me, Nancy. Thank you, Launchpad Creative and Ancrum IRBD for sponsoring Ignite, a Women in Funds podcast production.